Good afternoon, crew. What's going on? Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Sea Report. We're coming to you live today from the Foxhole app, from uh, Spreaker Studios, live in our podcast side from Twitch, and also on Twitter today. Now, we have a great episode in store for you today. Uh, I was uh, kind of going through the headlines, mulling over what I wanted to do. I really want to talk a little bit about what's going on in India. Um, They seem to have a massive, massive surge in the COVID uh, virus, um, I guess, populace, I guess you could say. Uh, We're seeing things like massive funeral pyres. It's just a really, really sad situation. Now, we know that a lot of um, uh, India is still a developing country, which is, I guess, one of the reasons why, you know, they're allowed to have so many... uh, so many carbon emissions over there, but we're not going to get into that because after all, it is a tragedy that's going on over there. But I don't know, me think something else is going on over there in India. But unfortunately, we're not going to get into that story today. Uh, What we will be covering today is a lot of what is going on in the Arizona audit in Maricopa County. We're really going to dig into it today. A lot of information has come out in regards to uh, some of the judge and the players who the Dems and the liberals are sending into um the Dems are sending into there to kind of uh, defend themselves and scare everyone away or just to simply put a halt to what is going on at uh, in that county for this audit. So we'll go we'll we'll be focusing on that primarily today. Uh, We'll be reviewing some videos and some other breaking news that comes by way of uh, some reporters such as the Gateway Pundit. Now they've broken a lot of information on some of the players and the lawyers and the judges who are going into Arizona or who are already part of the Arizona legislative and judicial system. So we'll be talking about that today. Mainly, we're going to give you guys an entire rundown on an analysis and explain it to you guys where these guys came from, what they're doing, uh, where they're going and who they come from. Uh, They're filth. They're filth. They come from filth. They're going to filth. That's what I say. But anyways, before we get into that, let's go ahead and do a quick chat recap from yesterday's episode. Just want to say hi to Cloudwatcher, Tam Jarrell, Monkey Toe 72, what's up, girl? Genesepi, Aurelius Locke, WC Cranop, always in Texas, Diddy Style 93, Napkinator 79. We love to see repeat offenders here at the C Report, and we are glad that you guys hang out with us. Of course, if you, uh, fox hopping is your calling, then you're more than welcome to. We always have the replay. Uh, Gra- uh, Vanguard 360 said, Great show, 100%. I love it. Thank you, Vanguard. Monkey Toe 71. They shouldn't have to hand over shite. And you know what? I would have to agree with that. I don't believe that they should have to handle anything over. I mean, after all, we don't we don't uh, we don't do proper investigations in broad daylight, right? Like you gotta kind of you know get that information before you get it out there. Uh, Super Carrie N says they have to keep it secret, or the bad guys will figure out another way to cheat. A hundred percent agree with that. Uh, Fu- uh, Super Carrie also said uh, future proofs past. Thank you. Thank you, thank you much. My uh, Q nomenclature there sometimes fails me, but, you know, I was never a decoder. I just followed what you guys were doing. Uh, Shepherding Shepherd says, We will have another recusal from the new judge. Um, he is Perkins Coy Connection. Yes, Shepherding Shepherd. We have that all in this report today, and we will talk to you about not only how uh, Judge Dan uh, Martin should recuse himself, um, but also uh, Judge um, Gates, Pamela 
Bella Gates needs to recuse herself as well because, uh, as we'll go on to show, she's actually the one that put him up to it, and she is married to what? A Maricopa County, uh, um, one of the heads of the county there. So, and that's and his name, interestingly enough, is Bill Gates. You can't get away from Bill Gates, huh? Uh, but at least we know there's a difference between Bill Gates uh, of Maricopa County and Belinda Gates, you know, the uh, world-renowned eugenicist that wants to wipe out the population, right? Okay, anyways, okay. Ankavanka says, Mr. C, don't get riled up. We got the whole digital army and we are the majority. You know, girl, I know it. We are the majority. Um, we definitely um, have stepped out more of our shells. Uh, and yeah, I try not to get riled up, but uh, I want to see more of our boots on the streets. Not in protest, because right now we are in false flag season. We've been in false flag season Let's face it, since about uh, the 2020 election cycle, um, if not the entirety of uh, President Trump's uh um, um, term in office. Uh, but um, that's why, you know, I say I'll show up for President Trump, but uh, you guys probably would not be able to get me out to a rally because we are in false flag season. Okay. All right. Um, oh, and then also on the heels of that, uh, you guys probably have already heard of it. I was just reading through some of the more of the chat here. I, Mr. C of the C Report, fully endorse the Chatter Nuts <laughs> with Ankavanka, Jen, and Nick. So if you guys get a chance to check them out on we the weekend, I would sincerely uh, recommend it. And then, you know, maybe we'll get to see them join the fam of shows, the great shows that they have here on the Foxhole app. There is so much good content out there. Um, I was getting my mind blown earlier today by, uh, was it um, Frequency Wars? <laughs> uh, just, you know, because I'm, I'm half between breakfast, cooking breakfast, and half between listening. And then when I realized who his guests were, I would recommend you go check out the show. If you didn't see it today earlier, I would definitely recommend it. And of course, um, uh, shout out to Methods. He's the only man alive that could get me up before nine o'clock in the morning so I could see his show, regardless of whether or not I am still laying in bed or half asleep with boogies in my eyes. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. All right, guys. So Trump leads here at the C Report. So let's go ahead and get going on that. Now we have quite a few statements coming from the office of the president. 45, Donald J. Trump. Um, the first one we are going to start with is one that not many people may have heard of. I know I hadn't, so I'm going to go ahead and put that on the screen for you there real quick. And uh, I know you can't really read it. I pulled this one directly off of his website. Now, this was a, uh, this was a, um, a statement that uh, President Donald Trump made on April 23rd in regards to Kim Jong-un. Uh, and so I thought I'd share it with you because, after all, we want to make sure that we keep our words, uh, the words of the president in our minds and <laughs> in my mouth, right? Anyways, that doesn't sound right. Okay, so the president's statement says, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, who I, have forgot, who I have gotten to know and like under the most trying of circumstances, never respected the current president of South Korea, Moon Jae-in. Um, I was always the one who stopped the aggression toward the South, but unfortunately for them, I am no longer there. President Moon was weak as a leader and as a negotiator, except when it came to the continued long-term military ripoff, 
of the United States of America, as in the case with many other countries we protect. We were treated like fools for decades. However, I got them to pay billions of dollars more for the military protection and services we render. The Biden administration is not even going to ask for the additional billions South Korea agreed to pay us. All the United States of America now wants is a simple cost of living increase of 1% on the money I raised for them. Isn't that nice, America? The South Koreans are laughing all the way to the bank. Fortunately, before leaving office, I was able to make a new and far better trade deal than what was in place. The deal will lead to billions of dollars in profits for the great farmers and manufacturers of our country. So, yeah, that's a great statement there. And I think that's something that should also be remembered, um, especially when you were starting to see the Biden administration kind of moving towards uh, what's going on in the North South Korea area and, you know, also making statements and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think that's one that we should have for the archives in particular. Now, let's see here. Oh, 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 what's up with this? Well, it seems like the rest of the statements that I got for you guys in regards to our president, Donald Trump, Trump claps back. Oh, he's clapping back. So let's see what he had to say. Okay, uh, a statement from uh, President Trump, the 45th president of the United States in regards to what? The Academy Awards or the Oscar? What was it that was on the other night? I don't know. I don't watch this stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, he says, what used to be called the Academy Awards and now is called the Oscars, a far less and important, far less important and elegant name, had the lowest television ratings in record history, even much lower than last year, which set another record low. If they keep with the current ridiculous formula, it will only get worse, if that's possible. Go back 15 years. Look at the formula they then used. Change the name back to the Academy Awards don't be so politically correct and boring and do it right. Also, bring back a great host. These television people spend all their time thinking about how to promote the Democrat Party, which is destroying our country, and cancel conservatives and Republicans. That formula certainly hasn't worked very well for the Academy. That's right. President Trump claps back. All right. Let's see what we got next from President Trump. Oh, President Trump in regards to Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is polling so low in Wyoming and has so little support, even from the Wyoming Republican Party, that she is looking for a way out of her congressional race. Based on all polling, there is no way she can win. She'll either be yet another lobbyist or maybe embarrass her family by running for president in order to save face. This warmongering fool wants to stay in the Middle East and Afghanistan for another 19 years, but doesn't consider the big picture. Russia and China. All right, President Trump clapping back. Let's keep on clapping back. All right, let's see what his last statement is that we have for today. Ah, yes. In regards to the Maricopa County 2020 presidential election audit, the radical left Democrat Party has gone absolutely insane in fighting the forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election scam right now taking place in the great state of Arizona. They sent a team of... <clears throat> pardon me. They sent a team of 
over 100 lawyers to try and stop it because they know what the result of the Arizona Senate-sponsored audit will be, and it won't be good for the Dems. The audit is independently run, with no advantage to other side, but the Democrats don't want to hear anything about it because they know that they lost Arizona and other scam election states in a landslide. They also know that the Arizona State Legislature approved virtually none of their many election requests, which is totally unconstitutional. The people of Arizona are very angry and the people of our as are the people of our country. If we can't have free and fair elections, we don't have a country. The audit must continue. America deserves the truth. One more clap back for our dear president, President Donald Trump. We thank you for your words via your statements. We don't need Twitter. We don't need Twitter. I mean, maybe all of us will just start having press releases, right? <laughs> just like him. Anyways, enough of that. Thank you so much, guys, for that. All right. Now let's get on to Arizona, since those are the few words that we, the last words that we had from our president, and we got a bit of stuff to report today. Um, all right. So let's start with what uh, what's going on now. Um, the most recent update for what's going on with the, the judicialness of, that's going on with them. Uh, we have, um, we had a, a hearing that was uh, supposedly going to happen this morning at 1038, but that is actually going to be taking place tomorrow. Um, so saith Kelly Ward, who is, uh, who is presiding over this and uh, was a, a Senate president. Uh, um, and so the Senate, uh, they are trying to uh, make sure that this gets run fairly. But again, we have all of this opposition coming in. A lot of it's coming in from legal firms, uh, as we covered in yesterday's report, and then also from uh, 401c3 and 4s that are coming in to try and undermine the confidence of the voters in the process of this audit. Um, now, um, a note was made that, uh, let me see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait. That was a present. Okay, so first of all, let's take a look at what some of what Arizona news media is saying, just so you can guys get an idea of where they're going with this. We'll run this video real quick, a couple of minutes long. Over the Arizona Senate's election audit of last November's results. The state's Democratic Party is trying to stop the audit in its tracks, while the Arizona GOP and the firm running the audit want to keep going and keep their methods sealed. Matt Galka is live tonight with the latest on what's going on out there, Matt. Well, after a judge switch, a new person presided over the lawsuit that's at least looking to temporarily stop this audit. But for now, it continues. Attorneys representing Arizona Senate President Karen Fan said there's no reason the audit of Maricopa County's election results should be stopped right now. They also conceded it won't change anything. Joe Biden's going to be the president at the end of this audit. Mark Kelly is going to be the senator at the end of the Senate. This isn't changing the effect of anyone's vote. And so if they're going to get a renewed TRO, they have to show you what the irreparable injury, which person has been irreparably injured or will be irreparably injured while this case unfolds. Lawyers representing both Republicans and Democrats argued back and forth in a lawsuit that looked to at least temporarily stop the audit currently taking place at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The firm running the recount, Cyber Ninjas, wants to keep their methods sealed. What our client earnestly wishes is that is that plaintiffs would work with us. If they see something that's a violation of the law, bring it to our attention. The state's Democratic Party has raised serious questions about security and processes in the lawsuit. 
Senate President Fan went on KTAR Radio Tuesday morning to talk about it. Some of the media that's been out there are trying to connect everything this with uh, Stop the Steal and QAnon and all those other things, which has never, ever been the situation. Uh, when this first started from the very beginning, um, I had contacted the board of supervisors and said, you guys, we're going to have problems with this election. I can tell you already by the emails, we need to do a full-on audit here. And at the end of today's hearing, the judge did say that he wasn't entirely persuaded that voters' rights were being entirely protected. He'll hear more arguments about that in another hearing tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. For Live at the Capitol tonight, Matt Gallagher, Fox 10 News. Oh, hey, who's that? Anyways, okay, so let me get this full off the screen. He's probably talking about, you know, yeah, never mind. Okay, so they have some funky commercials on there sometimes. I'm like, why is this stuff coming up in my in my in my stream anyways okay so uh that was news 10 of course they're still reporting eh, they're still they're still these people are still reporting with doubt you know so let's go ahead and give a listen to uh kelly ward who was on oan's uh real america program and let's see what she had to say um this is the difference between uh, you know the controlled media and the independent media here to discuss what's happening right now with it. But I also want to back up and discuss this whole shuffling of the judges, like musical judges, right? Kelly, of course, the chair of the Arizona Republican Party. Um, Kelly, you were on the show last week. We're all excited. We got this thing started. Yes. Then they tried to stop it. But that judge did what was right uh, and said, no, we're going to keep going. And then all of a sudden, now you, you're in Arizona. You know these Democrats well. You worked with them when you were uh, in the Senate and the House there, right, over those years. Did they all of a sudden hire an attorney for their case that used to work for this judge on purpose so there would be a conflict of interest, so this judge would have to bow out, or am I stretching out on the limb too far here? I think it's a little bit too far. Okay, here. just asking. And yes, I know, asking. I know these Democrats, and everybody That's why I wanted to ask. knows the Democrats in their own states. Um, these Democrats will do anything in their power to slow down, and, and if they could, they would stop this audit because they don't care about election integrity. They don't get care about transparency. They don't care about getting to the bottom of what's going on. And so uh, the, the young man appeared on the documents. Apparently, he was an extern with the judge sometime mm -hmm. within the last five years. I think that's kind of a weak argument, but Judge Curry has said, you know, recused himself. A new judge has been appointed. I believe his name is Daniel Martin. He's been on the bench since about 2007. Yep, I believe that it. would make him a Janet Napolitano appointee. <laughs> yep. um, and so we'll we'll see. And I believe the hearing is now scheduled for Thursday. It was going to be today, but it's on Thursday. And the audit is ongoing. We will continue this audit. We will get to the bottom Good. of this. It is a nonpartisan audit. People want to call it a Republican audit. It is an American audit. It is an audit for America. Thank you. And <clears throat> I noticed in that filing late Friday to try and stop this whole thing from happening, they cited that there were, did it say none or not enough uh, Democrat viewers and observers? Because I'm pretty sure we discussed, and when I talked with Ken Barrett, even before you several days, you were making sure, uh, and everyone was, all the organizers, that you had the equal amount of observers from both sides. That's going on, correctly? Well, so where do they get off putting that in their lawsuit? Right. Well, it's equal opportunity. We can't force people. Ah, if Democrats don't care about so election integrity and don't want to be a part of this, that's right. And so <laughs> if they don't send them, they want to then Jeez. use that as an excuse to slow it down. 
ridiculous. Wow. So I urge everybody out there, no matter what party you're in, go volunteer, be a part of this historic, historic full forensic audit. There you go. So if you live in Maricopa County or anywhere close in Arizona, you guys still are taking volunteers and observers and whatnot. And I and I do believe I did read too because of the the Veterans Coliseum building you're doing it in. On top of the cameras you have that are, by the way, live streaming, folks, you can log on and yeah. Kelly will tell us in a sec where to go. But besides looking at it live stream from wherever in your home in Alaska or Hawaii or Florida, if you live in Arizona, you can go there and actually get access up in the, the, the rafters, the high rise kind of area to sit and look down on what's happening, correct? Yes, there is full transparency, Dan, Good. and that is not something that we got during the election no. in Arizona or no. anywhere across the nation. So this is America's chance to make sure that our elections have integrity and to restore voter confidence to the process. Yeah, again, I, I don't know why anyone on the left in the middle um, would not want to see a full forensic audit as long as they know, because you know what they're going to say. I mean, we can write the script, Kelly. The minute this gets done, and if this turns out the way I think that a lot of conservative Republicans are hoping it turns out, and there's a mass difference between the original count the day after November 3rd, and now they're going to say, you guys rigged it, you staged it, it's fake, it's a lie, we weren't there to watch, and you cheated a forensic audit. That's, mark my words, it's what time and it's what date. Write it down. <laughs> well, and yes, and so they're not going to be able to do that, Dan, because there has been full, open transparency 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can watch it at ArizonaAudit.org. You can see those nine cameras that are showing everything that's going on. The Democrats, really, they are desperate. They're doing everything they can to yeah. discredit this process because they are afraid of what we're going to find. Well, do me a favor, as I always ask, especially with this subject matter. Um, so the hearing has been bumped from today till Thursday of this week, and that'll be the new judge your representatives and your attorneys and these these Arizona Dems in the um, Senate, right? Correct? The Phoenix, or pardon me, the Arizona Senate. So if that, gets, right. if that gets done before showtime, let's say Thursday, if not Friday, I need you back here. We'll have to discuss then what that move is, because as you alluded to, we don't know which way this judge might go with allowing this to move forward. The last judge seemed to be fine with letting it happen. But like I said, all of a sudden they had to recuse himself because a new attorney, remember it said new, a new attorney was added. So I, like I said, I'm going to go out on a limb and think the Dems did that on purpose, knowing there would be a conflict of interest, he had to recuse himself. But that's me. You, you're, maybe you're, you're a little nicer and sweeter, Kelly, than me. <laughs> hey, I, I try. I try. I try to be sweet as I'm throwing the punches because we've got to be fighters so that we keep our country great. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. And this audit is going to do it. I, I look forward to talking to you later this week and giving another update. Yes, please. And tell them real quick, where can they go online if they want to watch it on those live streaming cameras? I know, I think we've done a link at OAN and we had it up on our uh, news side for a while there. But where can they just go if they want to see it through you guys? Arizona Audit, ArizonaAudit.org. Okay, there we go. ArizonaAudit.org. And we'll talk with Kelly towards the week and see what this new judge does in this case of the forensic audit. I'd like to throw that in. Not a recount. A forensic audit. And indeed, it would be interesting to see what this judge is going to do in light of the fact that he has connections to Perkins Coy, among other things. Now, before we get into that, uh, let's go ahead and put Arizona back on the map. Uh, let's go ahead and kind of give you guys a breakdown of what this judge had said. 
Now, um, Arizona Capital Times had reported that uh, Judge Dan Martin did rule that the Senate has authority to review 2.1 million ballots and the machinery that were involved in the election process. Um, he did not agree, however, that the Senate would be constitutionally immune from being sued over how the audit was being handled. Now, this is because you have the Dems and the lawyers and their uh, organizations saying that essentially the the, uh, the secrecy and the privacy of the voters who voted for who is not being secure. Among other things, you know, we had that um, we had that uh, news crew that snuck in to snuck in to try and uh, uh, say that there was no security at the site. Uh, now, the former Secretary of State Ken Bennett, who is the liaison between the Senate and those who are working there at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, did have a presser. I believe it was on Tuesday yesterday. Tuesday, yeah, um, in which they were answering questions and he kind of quashed exactly what happened in that regard. And if we have time at the end of the show, we'll go ahead and play part of that presser so you guys can hear some of the questions that were going back and forth between he and uh, the press that was present. Now, getting back into what uh, Judge Daniel Martin, let me go ahead and put a picture of Judge Daniel Martin here on the screen for you guys. Uh, let me see here. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, don't forget, guys, Arizona Audit, azaudit.org, like uh, Kelly Ward there had said. You can see live the footage that's going on at the uh, the Coliseum there in Phoenix. Now, here's a photo of Mr. Daniel Martin. Honorable? Not so honorable? I don't know. We're going to find out, I guess. But honestly, this man needs to recuse himself. Gateway Pundit had a breaking smash-through story on the exact reason why he definitely has um, he definitely has conflicts of interest here. Now, okay, now getting, not just him, but the woman who selected him. Now, um, getting back to what Judge Daniel Martin, does it matter what he said, right, since he's going to recuse himself? Eh, let's just so you guys can hear what's going on. Okay, so uh, this man, uh, Judge Daniel Martin, also acknowledged that not all of the procedures in state law and official election procedures manual for how to handle and protect apply to post-election audits as opposed to um, as opposed to in the process election. So he's saying, yeah, you're saying it needs to be this kind of security, this kind of protection, but that goes for elections in progress, not post-election audits, which is what this is. Um, he also said that the audit, he also agreed that this audit would not overturn the election results. So, and again, you keep hearing that, that is, that is uh, the verbiage that is being used, especially on the lawyers on our side. Uh, they're letting, they're trying to reassure the public that this is not about overturning the audit, uh, overturning the election, even though deep down inside, we know what that would mean once they find all of the fraud that was encapsulated in this event, right? Um, but anyhow, um, uh, he also went on to say that the challenge by the Democrats depends on what kind of procedures are implemented, which is exactly why the lawyers and the law, the lawfare being waged against those who are doing this audit is saying that they're not secure. And uh, I think they were even at one point saying you can't go from door to door asking people if this is who they are and who they voted. We'll get into a story on that in just a sec. And then Judge Martin also said to date, there's no uh, that Mr. Bennett, the 
the former Secretary of State, who's a liaison, he says to date that he has not shown any, any type of means that he's using to achieve the goals of protecting and securing the rights to secrecy and confidentiality over voter information. So already, uh, this, uh, this Perkins Coy associate, Judge Daniel Martin, is kind of telegraphing that, um, that Mr. Bennett hasn't provided any way that he's actually securing these. So he's kind of already saying here, there's already some cracks. There's already some chinks in, uh, in the armor. There's what this man is saying is he needs to, and that I'm glad that they're moving this hearing to tomorrow because now we have time to get this info out there. Gateway pundit and, uh, shepherd shepherding. <laughs> Thank you for dropping that in the chat yesterday. Um, so this way we could get a handle on it. Uh, okay. So now let's see here. What else? Uh, what was, uh, what was said? Um, Tuesday, Martin, gave a First Amendment Coalition a right to intercede in this case. So First Amendment Coalition, you got to wonder, who's this group here? It's another 501c3 or 4 organization that's coming in, right? Okay, so Martin gave this group, First, First Amendment Coalition, the right to intercede. Um, so who is behind this uh, First Amendment Coalition? Well, one of the lawyers associated with the First Amendment Coalition is this man. Ugh. Let me let me let me scale that down a little bit for you. Attorney Dan Barr. And guess what, guys? Attorney Dan Barr is yet another Perkins Coy associate. Attorney Dan Barr argued that the public has the right to know everything that is going on with this audit, including the right to review and to view the proceedings. And indeed, as you just saw in that OANN interview with Kelly Ward, the public does have the right to view. And uh, even the press is being allowed in there now. And and basically in the arena seating above, they have spaces where you can come in and watch. And, uh, um, uh, uh, sorry, Ken Bennett said during that press announcement or the presser that, uh, even media is now being allowed in, in shifts. So, you know, if they have, if they have four shifts a day going on over there at the, uh, Veterans, uh, Memorial Coliseum, well, you know, the, um, the, uh, media is more than welcome to come in, but just keep in mind, Dan Barr, already a Perkins Coy fiend goon and then we have judge daniel martin so let's go let's go ahead and talk a bit more about judge daniel martin what picture do i have next okay she, she's coming up that woman there's coming up okay so all right so perkins coy let's go ahead and get this judge daniel martin back on the screen now, um, he is going to allow the, the audit to continue until there's a new ruling on whether or not uh, Cyber Ninjas has to divulge the way that they're going to be um, uh, handling this audit and what the security is going to look like on the part of uh, a former Secretary of State Ken Bennett at Veterans Memorial Stadium or um, Coliseum. But according to Uncovered DC, uh, there was an article where they wrote that according to an activist and former candidate of uh, for the Air Arizona House of Representatives Liz Harris, Judge Martin was appointed by former Governor Napolitano, who is a Democrat. So now we'll get this lady's picture on the screen. Now, this is Liz Harris. She was running for District 17 um, in uh, the Arizona State House. Uh, so that's a photo of her. Now, Liz Harris was also heavily involved in a grassroots election integrity effort with her team of canvassers who went door to door to verify voters. So she's a good guy. Now, it's because of her efforts that we actually were able to move this forensic audit forward in Maricopa County. So thank you, Liz Harris, for your continued efforts at election integrity. Now, Harris found materials that issues... Uh, 
found material issues with the voter records and her efforts were part of the reason why all of this moved forward as I just stated. Now let's go ahead and take a look at some of these things that Liz Harris and her team of canvassers found. Now when, I don't know, this woman has some pull apparently because she got 800 independently like volunteers, non-paid people to come out and support her, uh, her effort to canvass and figure out what was going on. Now let me blow this up for you. Let me expand this for you guys. I don't like to use the word blow up because then they're going to flag me right now. According to this document, uh, it said Liz Harris took the sample sizes of Bobby Pitton, Python, provided her and randomly selected names on those lists and had volunteers go to work in determining how many of these registered voters had issues. Our initial findings show that approximately one out of two doors have an abnormality. Uh, they were able to touch approximately 700 people and knocked on over 1,400 doors. Now, it was Bobby's contention that many of these people that might not have answered will not answer because they don't exist, so it is difficult to gauge how much worse things might be than what they are reporting. Now, if you guys aren't aware, um, ToriSays.com, they're doing, they have a group in Arizona who's actually looked up the voter rolls in Arizona, and they're pulling all of the dead well, the names of the dead people who voted in Arizona. So that's some more information that's coming out. In in addition to what we have here, we have boots on the ground in Arizona who are pulling the names of the voters from the voter rolls who are deceased. So there's going to be more information coming up on that front, I'm sure. Now, back to this article. Um, affidavit, okay, it says over 300 affidavits have been collected, still require notarization, and can be done, uh, can be done volunteer notaries are available out of the 700 that we touched or over 42% hit rate. So um, over uh, 300 of them still required notarization. And don't forget, they had voluntary notaries available. So why were they there without notarization? It also says affidavits collected. Voter not at the address. The actual number, 208. But if they had similar results on sample size, it would be over 28,228 people. When scaled up to the Arizona population of 4.3 million, that number would jump to over 387,000 people that might not exist. Again, these these uh, these numbers are coming from a, a sample of selected ballots at random. And so in sampling these ba ballots randomly, they can then assess by scaling to the actual proportions what the ratio might be. And what they're finding is based on what they found on that sample of, of um, individuals who uh, were not existing when they did this uh, sampling, over 387,000 people who voted might not even exist. Now they had a sampling of people who did not vote. 207, uh, 207 people who did not vote out of 700 people they spoke with um, when scaled. So that means out of 700 people, 207 of them told them that they did not even vote. Okay. And scaled up to that, it was 30% of those who were registered to vote, which would equal... 1.247 million people. That's insane. That means 1.3% um, of touches were from vacant homes. 
Uh, 0.71% of the contacts were not even registered. 0.71% of the contacts or the touches were commercial properties. So that means that if they were mail-in ballots, they didn't go to houses, they went to commercial properties. And 0.28% of these people were non-existent and 0.5% of them were deceased. So uh, these tallied up would result in... Um, 400 million, oh, sorry, 4,300,000, um, equaling, um, 150,500 other suspected votes in the voter files. So that's quite a bit of information that, um, Miss Liz Harris and her team were able to find, uh, when they were, uh, looking into, um, whether or not the people that voted actually vote, voted. <laughs> in the 2020 presidential election. So that's that's some that's some work right there I think uh that we can uh thank her and her team for and that's why we're moving forward. So already all of this this these discrepancies were found. Of course we're going to need a forensic audit of this vote. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Uh, Liz also stated that Judge Martin is said to have a past relationship with Perkins Coy. So let's put this one up here. Okay, so there's uh, there's Judge Daniel Martin and then there's Attorney Dan Barr. I wonder if he has any relationship to Bill Barr, the big old beluga well bomber, right, that, uh, that, was, uh, that stabbed Trump in the back and was working against him the entire time. Because after all, he was working hard on getting all 80 or 90 of uh, President Biden's executive orders through while Trump was still in office. Anyways, you wonder what slow rolled all of Trump's legislation and, and EOs? Well, it's probably Billiam Barr, his big old beluga butt, you know, uh, bottlenecking the Coke, <laughs> the Coke bottle there. Anyways, okay, too many Bs in that. Too too much too much alliteration and consonants, right? Consonants, consonants, not alliteration. Okay. Anyways, Uncover DC investigated um, into the alleged relationship between Perkins Coy um, and Dan Barr. Um, in his state, uh, in his bio, um, it was stated that associate attorney um, Dan Barr was an associate attorney. Um, with Brown and Bain in Phoenix, Arizona, and Brown and Bain was le later acquired by Perkins Coy. Now let's go into a little bit more about Judge Daniel Martin and his ties to Perkins Coy and Janet Napolitano. USSANews.com reported that Democrats were looking for an attorney who had previously worked with the Marica Maricopa County Superior Judge Christopher Corey. Now this is the guy who accused himself because apparently, uh, according to this article, he had some relationship with someone who was working with cyber ninjas. It said, later on, it was made clear that the attorney that caused the conflict was actually working with the audit firm Cyber Ninjas. The attorney, Christopher Vis Viskovic, used to work as an intern for Corey and now works with the auditors, Cyber Ninjas. Okay, so there was that, right? And maybe that was meant to look like, um, you know, Cyber Ninjas was not doing something on the up and up, right? Like maybe, uh, like the, uh, the, uh, the reporter over there on OANN might have uh, suggested, maybe they did that on purpose, you know, to throw off the entire thing from, you know, from the jump, right, right in the, uh, right in the machinery of what they're trying to do, right? Anyways, the uh, report went on to say a reporter by the name of Brom Resnick believes that the current thinking is that Corey's recusal might allow the cyber ninjas to finish the work that they are doing, though Democrats have told him they want to have a hearing. 
Now, Martin, who's the new judge, was actually appointed to the current position he occupies by former Democrat governor Janet Napolitano. So there's another kind of uh, wonky connection there. Now, the Gateway Pundit did do some digging into that and uncovered that Martin used to work for Brown and Bain, who is now with Perkins, who is now Perkins Coy. Uh, now, this was from the bio of Judge Daniel Martin. It says, Daniel Martin was appointed to the bench in 2007 and is currently assigned to the um pardon me let me go and get that fixed quick it's currently assigned to the civil division judge martin received his master's in law degrees from the university of arizona and served as the managing editor of the arizona law review following his graduation judge martin clerked for justice james moeller um, on the arizona supreme court in 1992 judge martin joined brown and bain now perkins coy as an associate he left brown and bain in 1996 to join the firm of bon lusher padden and wilkins where he worked primarily in the area of complex commercial litigation. In 1999, Judge Martin joined the Arizona Office of Administrative Hearings, where he served as an administrator law judge for approximately eight years until his appointment to the Superior Court. Judge Martin has served in the court's criminal family and juvenile court division. Okay, so that's, that's some of what's going on there, but that is not primarily the reason why he should recuse himself. So why should he recuse himself? Now, this was in from the Gateway Pundit. Goes to show you why the Gateway Pundit is the most trusted news in the Patriot, uh, in the Patriot field. Okay, so Judge, um, now, uh, in, um, in, an, in an investigative, um, well, it's a report. In an investigation that the Gateway Pundit did, um, they found that Judge Martin was selected by Judge Pamela Gates. Pamela Gates then handed that selection off to Judge Thomason, who Judge Thomason was supposed to be in charge of selecting the judges. Uh, but uh, it was it was a really simple investigation. All they did was make a phone call, right? Okay, so now Judge Gates, who selected Judge Martin, is married to the Maricopa County Supervisor, whose name is Bill Gates, as I mentioned at the head of this report. Now, it was said that the audit... Um, now, Bill Gates, uh, the Maricopa, Maricopa County Bill Gates... Now, let's just be certain, guys. If I'm talking about Bill Gates, the euthanizer, here on the C-Report, I will call him Belinda Gates. Uh, but that's just because if you ever looked at he and his wife, or whatever it is, um, yeah, the, yeah uh, who I call Mel Gates instead of uh, Melissa. Anyways, okay, uh, so Bill Gates, the Maricopa County Supervisor, he, of the first audit that they performed, he said back in February that it was a clean audit, it had clean audit results, and that they had debunked the many conspiracies about the tabulation machines being uh, connected to the internet, switching votes, or containing malicious software. Now, this same Bill Gates is also part of a group that has done everything it can to prevent the audit of the Maricopa County 2020 election results going on underway now. So anyways, let's go ahead and listen to some of that. Um, well, let's go ahead and listen to the audio of that call. Uh, here we go to the Gateway Pundit. And uh, here's that audio, guys. Is it going? Yes, hi, I'm trying to get some information. I noticed there was a new judge appointed for the audit case, Judge Martin, yesterday. And I was wondering, did your office, uh, are they the ones that did the appointment? We normally do, but um, for anything that has to do with the elections or audits, um, it was actually another judge that did it. 
Okay. Do you know the name of that person? Uh, let me see if I can find out who. Judge Thomason. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Bye. Okay, so a Gateway Pundit calls Judge Pamela Gates, who is the presiding judge of the civil division and the one who is supposed to, who, who would appoint them, but they handed that over to Judge Thomason. That judge was supposed to do it. And so Pamela Gates just says on air that Judge Thomason does it. Now let's see what happens. Judge Thomason's division? Hi, I was just trying to get some information. Um, was Judge Thomason the one that appointed this new judge for the audit lawsuit? No. Okay, they told me in in uh, Gates's office that that he was the one that did it. But do you know who would have? Well, I mean, he's the one that sent out the minute entry because that's the name we were given. Oh, okay. So who who does that? Who gives you the name? It comes down from the presiding judge. They're like on on, on a list. Judges are on the list and. So when one judge has to recuse, it goes to the presiding judge, and then they pick the next one who's in line. Who is the presiding judge? I don't know what that means. Oh, well, for civil, it would be Judge Gates. Okay. All right, great. Well, thank you. Busted! Can you say busted? I can say busted. So they lie to the reporter. The reporter goes and does their their due diligence, and they scope it out there. And then, hello. (laughs) Hello. It goes right back to Gates. Okay, so this is a total and clear conflict. Um, It's very obvious, the appearance of this conflict, especially when you have this presiding judge, Pamela Gates, being married to Bill Gates, the Maricopa County supervisor, who has done everything in his power to stop this audit from moving forward. Foibled again! Thank you so much, guys, over at the Gateway Pundit for bringing that to our attention. Hopefully this gets out there quick, because this dude needs to be recused. Pamela Gates needs to be recused. They all need to recuse themselves and not be involved. This just goes to show you how far deep down the legislative and the judicial rat hole and Perkins Coy and all of these people are all interwined and connected. You know what me thinks, family? What me thinks here is that we are now seeing the light shine on the litigation side of things so we can see and put all the pieces together of, we- of how of this web of super swamp creatures um, are-, are existing and working today. That's why I say President Trump took a step back for a reason and it was so that we can get that you know that 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 glowing fluid into the veins of america so we can see where all of the stoppages are in the body of our beautiful country um and so this is this is this is great here this is great news this is so we can see exactly what they're doing who they are and where this is going now just to be sure the american bar association does have a code of conduct that all attorneys must abide by. Now, a judge must avoid any impropriety or appearance of impropriety. According to Canon 1, a judge shall uphold and promote the independence, integrity, and impartiality of the judiciary and shall avoid impropriety and the appearance of impropriety. And I would say that this feels inappropriate, improprietous to me. I think that they need to move forward on this, if you ask me. So, anywho, so that's some of the news that's breaking there. Spread that far and wide. These guys, they're all connected. They're all related to each other. They all want to bring down America. They all want to stop this audit. And we've got to stop them dead in their tracks. 
everything done in the dark will come to light, guys. Okay, so um, another another breaking story from the Gateway Pundit involves these guys here. Bom, 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 bom. And that is American Oversight. American Oversight is yet another George Soros-connected nonprofit that is attempting to stop the audit election in Maricopa County. Um, now, let's see what it has to say about American Oversight. <clears throat> Let's see, it says, uh, it, basically what these guys have done is they filed, uh, like, reams and reams of Freedom of Information Act requests. They're trying to blanket the state with them, and they're trying to gum up all of the works in the judicial and governmental process that is going to be required. But here's what, uh, an, uh, a, here's what an op-ed, um, in regards to American oversight was said. Now, this is what they said in regards to this whole election, uh, election pro um, sorry, audit process over in Maricona. It said, aggressive oversight is needed. American oversight has filed public records requesting for the audit-related communications of Fan, Peterson, Farnsworth, and Fincham, including uh, with attor Trump attorneys, Maricopa election officials, and external parties like Cyber Ninjas, as well as for copies of any contracts with companies like Cyber Ninjas to provide service relevant to the audit. American Oversight has filed public records requests for the related communications. Um, let's see, I think I already read that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I had that one on repeat. So that's what they're doing. They're trying to gum up the works. Now, here's where some of the scrutiny over this organization comes into. Its current president, Dominique Bravo, is from New York State and is a strongly affiliated with the Working Families Party, which is the country's most powerful socialist political party. And it was started in New York State in 1998 with the party presence in now over 20, in now 21 states. Um, Influence Watch writes in regards to American Oversight. American Oversight is an activist and litigation organization focusing on filling, filing open records requests targeting Republican interests, especially the administration of President Donald Trump. It claims to be the top Freedom of Information Act litigator. Yeah, like they really want to be judicial watch, I'm sure. Um, investigating the Trump administration with more than 1,000 open records requests and 56 lawsuits filed in 2018 while promoting itself as a nonpartisan watchdog. They are no judicial watch by any means. American oversight frequently appears explicitly partisan in its choice of investigative projects. Capital Research Center said in regards of American oversight, the group should call itself an attack dog that an ethics rather than an ethics watchdog. Its leader was an attorney in the Obama State Department, a senior staffer to Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, you know, crying Chuck Schumer, um, who has, anyways, and a researcher for the agitation group People for the American Way. Even the liberal Mother Jones called American Oversight a liberal advocacy group. Kyle Herring, a member of the group's board of directors, connects American Oversight to the New Venture Fund, a mysterious 501c3 megafunder that raked in a stunning $358 million in 2016, according to its most recent tax filings. As we document at InfluenceWatch.org, the New Venture Fund maintains a host of websites designed to look like independent activist organizations, including Restore, Amer uh, Restore Public Trust and the Anti-Kavanaugh group fix the court but it's the new venture funds penchant for funneling millions of dollars to the left-wing advocacy groups like david brock's media matters boyfriend of uh, that elephantist guy over at comet pizza 
Uh, I, mean, I don't know, maybe they're broken up by now. Um, for America and the Center for American Progress, that has led many to call it a dark money outfit with many basements in the Washington, D.C. area. No, just kidding. I made that last part up. Um, and they are funding a conduit that shields donors from scrutiny. Now, let's see here. Uh, more George Soros groups. So again, another George Soros group, nonprofit American oversight is connected to George Soros and the Democracy Alliance. Democracy Forward, Crew, and American Oversight are all approved groups for funding by the Dem Democracy Alliance, the left's largest dark money donor network. Members of the alliance also helped fund and propel the Center for American Progress and Media Matters. The alliance has spent $1.83 billion on progressive infrastructure since its inception in 2005. Uh, confidential documents obtained by the Free Beacon um, at its latest gathering showed. Now, American oversight is connected to Protect Democracy as well as noted in other publications. Protect Democracy released recommendations for Congress and the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee, including a legislative and B, a set of recommendations to each of the relevant oversight bodies aimed at ensuring public access to information about the federal government's allocation to aid and resources to states and deter any distribution of resources on the basis of politics or patronage. Um, and then also uh, these recommendations were created in partnership with the Project on American uh, Government Oversight, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, American Oversight, Public Citizen and Constitutional Accountability Center. These are more names, 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 guys, of more of these George Soros funded uh, or otherwise liberal and progressive supported 501c3 and 501c4 organizations. Very important to note, a lot of these guys also, I'm sure, are tied into the Truman National Security Project, not to be considered with the council. Now, if you go and do a search of the Truman National Security Council, you're going to get all of these documentations from the 40s and with President Truman. We're looking for the Truman National Security Project, and they also have other things like TruCon, the Truman National Convention, where all of these progressive scallywags, including people like Joaquin Castro, who is who's um, climbing the ranks over there, and, and also references to General Lloyd Austin, uh, the guy who's currently the Secretary of Defense, who worked on many of the military industrial complex projects that are still taking place today. Okay, guys, so that's what we got in regards to these groups of people who are going into Arizona. You know, if you dig, 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 there's a little bit of information for you guys on what's going on. And let's not forget Judge Daniel Martin needs to recuse himself. He needs to do it today. He has been found out. He was passed along by Judge Pamela uh, Gates. She needs to recuse herself. She's been found out. And she's the one who selected him. And she is married to the man in Maricopa County who tried to get these, election, these audits stopped. They need to recuse themselves. It's in the bag. The cat is out of the bag, guys. The cat is out of the bag. Okay. Uh, so let's see. We'll go ahead and close today's show with that presser. It looks like I have a few minutes to spar. And uh, that way you guys can see uh, the way um, former Secretary of State Ken Bennett as a liaison is handling these foos. All right. Let me see if I can find that for you guys real quick. I have it in here somewhere. There we go. Here it is. Okay. We'll listen to that for a few minutes, guys. I'll see you on the other side of this video. Enjoy. Okay, I'll take a few questions if there are any. 
I don't know the specific number of ballots as of today because they hadn't got the count in from today's work. But with the progress that's being made every day, Dennis, uh, we are on track to have the counting of the ballots done by the end of the time that we have Veterans Memorial Coliseum to do the work in. So we're we're on track to, to get the job done in the time that we have. No, I didn't get the numbers because I, I didn't I wanted to include right up to date, but did you get the numbers the day before? No. So you don't have the numbers. I have an estimate of what the number is, but we're on track. It's it's in the tens of thousands. Might be approaching a hundred a hundred thousand. I think it's just shy of 100,000 ballots. I don't have the specific number. Um, but there's improvements being made every day, Bram, and we are on a, we're on a pace to get the work done, get the counting of the ballots done by the, during the time that we have the facility. So, UV lights are looking uh, at the paper and it's part of uh, several teams that are involved in the paper evaluation. Jeremy? I I, per I personally don't know. I do. We're looking for a lot of things, okay? They are, at least. The people are doing the examination. Pardon me? Then we won't find it. That's right. We won't. What they're looking for is folds and pieces of paper because there's a guy who came out and said certain things that the that the ballots were stuffed, okay, that we're going to find bamboo in the paper. There's a lot of, you know, we're out here really doing a lot of uh, unghosting un people who believe strange things, okay. I know if there was something done, uh, it would have been done through the secret software that we vote on, and it could be a fractional attack. We call it fraction magic. I was on that team. Uh, they're calling it, uh, other people are calling it hammer and scorecard, okay which I don't know those two programs. I know that I was with black box voting when we discovered fractional voting that's involved in our voting system, which is a very big problem. We should all have a whole vote, and it's one vote, and it should be counted as one, not three-fifths of a vote, not four-fifths of a vote, a whole vote. So it's evaluation. We're evaluating the paper. We're, evalu we're evaluating the paper. It does, really? I've been doing it for 17 years. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Who else has a question? Okay. Yes. You're talking about camera one. All they're doing, all they're doing right now, is they are uh, downloading the images and all of the electronic information that were on the machines. They're making a copy of that information so that they can do the analysis on the copy and not risk any damage to the machines. Uh, so they're simply uh, downloading the forensic information from the machines. It's an experienced uh, IT company that has done that for two or three decades, I believe, ben, Ben's company. So someone else? Yes, sure. Yeah. yeah. Every, everything related to the audit will will come out in a report. We're probably 50 days from that, but uh, we're working hard to get there. So you guys are still going to learn about 
That's yes. That's why we have 24/7 cameras. Uh, have been running since the machines and the ballots were delivered. Well, why did it take the news organizations to demand that Senate President Spam allow us to have an independent camera inside as you, as cyber interests, continue to make sure that as the court cannot release the procedures and keep part of the seal them from public court? Why is that? Probably because, probably, whoa, probably because when we allowed the, uh, uh, the press in there one day, uh, all evidence is that somebody propped, a, propped the door open and Others came in and walked around the building talking about how easy it was to get into the building. So we've had some issues with the press. I know that you have issues about uh, we're not being as transparent as you'd like us to be. But as of today, uh, we have press uh, there at the facility watching every shift. And whether we have two shifts a day as we have or go to three or four, the press will be allowed in on every shift. Well, look, look. It's not the Senate's procedures. The contractor wants to protect, I think, some proprietary things, and and the judge will decide. The judge will decide. The judge will decide whether parts of his procedures are proprietary and deserve protection, or whether they don't, and they'll all be opened up. that don't trust the 2020 election are the opposite of the other half of the people who are screaming fraud and mistrust of the 2016 election. So in a four-year period, we've had just about all of the country, in one way or another, express some frustration over whether our elections in America are secure and whether they're, they have integrity. So I think that's why the Senate had the courage to say, we're going to find out in Arizona and we're going to audit uh, Maricopa County, it represents more than 60% of the state of Arizona, and we'll be able to tell both sides that the whole, the whole, the whole state. We'll, yeah, we'll be able to tell the whole state. Yeah, well, maybe it's a third that didn't, and a third in the middle, and a third that... So, yes, we're going to be able to tell every Arizonan in a few weeks that they can have complete integrity and trust in their elections, or that we have some parts of the election that need to be improved. And that's what, the, that's what the Secretary of State's office does. That's what I did for six years. Every two years, we review the procedures that were used in the election before it, and we look what, for ways to make it better in the next election. And that's all that this is doing. There's nothing about this audit that has anything to do with trying to overturn the 2020 election. It's only about, it's only about how to make elections uh, better going forward. All right, guys, and we'll leave it there. We will leave it there. Um, and, you know, I just I love how we get such a quick turnaround now. I love how we're getting such a quick turnaround on uh, everything that's going on. The minute they put something forward, we have something to counter. Has uh, President Trump indeed taught Americans how to be a good 
counterpuncher? I would say so, guys. All right, so we'll keep our eyes on Arizona as this continues. Thank you guys for tuning in to the C-Report for today, Hump Day, Wednesday. It was a pretty good report, I think. Maybe we'll go back to headlines tomorrow. Maybe we won't. It just depends on what comes out and the end results of what's going on this audit and kind of what we're paying attention to right now as we move forward. We just want to make sure that you guys are up to date with the most concise information in regards to this so you can move forward and spread the word. Okay, guys, make sure you come back again tonight. Q&A holes will be live again. Um, and I believe tonight we will be covering live uh, Joe Biden's uh, address to Congress, illegitimate Joe. Let's see if we can make it. How about we put the bets on the tables now? Do you think he's going to collapse in the first five minutes or do you think he's going to make it to the end? What do you think? And how do the Q&A holes handle a live event such as this? Well, if you want to find out, make sure you come back at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight and we will be live on the Foxhole app, on Twitch, on Spreaker, and on other means of communications. If you can find us. Sometimes we can't even find ourselves. All right, guys, have a great night and we will see you again later on tonight. And the C Report will be back again tomorrow. Same place, same time. Have a good evening, y'all. America first. You and me, boy.